0: This week, Citrix sells $4 billion in notes in support of Elliot Vista LBO. Hurt seeks reconsideration of post petition interest decision. PrEP and mediation team seeks filing of toggle plan within 60 days. Reorg publishes analysis of mall operator Pennsylvania REIT. Hello and welcome to the Reorg podcast, where we bring the latest developments in high-yield to stress debt and bankruptcy. I'm David Zupkis. We'll be taking a short break from our deep dive segment this week, but we'll be back soon with more premium content. It's Friday, September 23rd. According to sources, this week in support of its acquisition by affiliates of Elliott Investment Management and Vista Equity Partners, Citrix Systems sold $4 billion of senior secured notes with a 6.5% coupon and an 83.561 OID, representing a total yield of 10%. The financing package also includes a $4.05 billion term loan B, a $500 million equivalent Euro term loan B, and a $3.5 billion term loan A. The combined entity marketed the debt with a $491 million of run rate operational improvements and cost savings with the combined company on an annual basis. Management also said it's targeting net leverage of 4.5x to ensure it can pursue its preferred exit of an IPO. Reorg published an analysis of the deal this week, finding that the pro forma new entity will benefit from a sticky revenue stream as it continues its transition to a subscription model. If you would like access to Reorg's in-depth analysis of Citrix, please reach out to a Reorg representative. On Tuesday, Hertz senior notes indenture trustee Wells Fargo moved for reconsideration of Judge Mary Walras' December 2021 post-dition interest rate decision, where she held that Hertz was not required to pay post-dition interest to unimpaired note holders at the contract rate, finding that instead, Hertz only had to pay post-dition interest at the much lower federal judgment rate. Wells argues that the bankruptcy court should revisit its opinion in light of the Ninth Circuit's recent reversal of a 2019 pg and decision holding that unimpaired, unsecured creditors are not entitled to post an interest on their claims at the contractual default rate in a so-called solvent debtor case as a matter of law. Wells Fargo points out that instead of following the Ultra and EFH cases, which rejected the federal judgment rate cap for unimpaired creditors, Judge Waldrath adopted Judge Montale's reasoning in PGE and an earlier Ninth Circuit decision, concluding that in the case of a solvent debtor, the bankruptcy code provisions that govern postition interest provide for equal treatment of both impaired and unimpaired creditors, requiring payment of postition interest at the quote, legal rate, which those courts equate with the federal judgment rate. The indentured trustee says that the Ninth Circuit has now eliminated the only two decisions Judge Walworth identified as supporting precedent and that her decision now stands in direct conflict with the Ninth Circuit on the issue, which the trustee says is the only court of appeals of decision that has directly addressed the issue. The PG&E reversal amounts to extraordinary circumstances according to Wells Fargo, justifying reconsideration of Judge Walworth's postage and interest ruling. On Thursday, the Puerto Rico Electric Power Authority, or PREPA, stated that it believes that prospects of a successful mediation of the various lien and claim disputes will be greatly enhanced if Judge Swain requires the Oversight Board to file a toggle plan within 60 days. Any such toggle plan, according to PREPA, should contemplate alternative plan treatment depending on the outcome of the primary lien and claim disputes and that litigation of the lien and claim disputes would be conducted in conjunction with confirmation of the toggle plan. The mediation team has requested that confirmation occur no later than June 2023. The initial PREPA mediation process concluded Saturday, September 16th, without an agreement, prompting the Oversight Board to file the proposed litigation schedule. Bondholders responded by filing motions seeking dismissal of the Title III case and the appointment of a receiver at PREPA. On Thursday, after President Joe Biden's declared Hurricane Fiona a major disaster of Puerto Rico, Biden authorized waiving local cost-share requirements and set the federal government's cost-share 100% for public assistance grants issued by FEMA to Puerto Rico related to Hurricane Fiona recovery efforts. The authorization covers rescue, debris removal, and work to reestablish essential services such as electric power and potable water service. This week, REorg undertook an analysis of mall operator Pennsylvania REIT, or PREIT, which faces a credit agreement maturity in December 2023. Review analysis takes into account trends of flagging rent renewals as well as an approaching wave of lease renewals in 2022 and 2023, with nearly 19% of Preet's own square footage coming up for renewal in the two-year period. While well, the company has expressed confidence that it will be able to exercise a one-year extension of its credit agreements from December 2022 to December 2023, another near-term issue is $300 million of subsidiary debt secured by the company's Cherry Hill Mall, which matured on September 1st and has been extended in monthly increments, potentially through November 1st. All the debt is issued out of the Cherry Hill subsidiaries is non recourse to pre- Results are consolidated, and in recent quarters, the mall has been the single largest contributor of net operating income at an estimated $20 million in the last 12 months. Further complicating matters, Preet recently received a going concern notice triggered by a covenant violation at a joint venture subsidiary, Fashion District Philadelphia, that is a guarantor on $93.7 million net of debt. If the debt is accelerated, the company said it may not be able to pay and may trigger a cross default. To access REORG's in depth analysis of Pennsylvania REIT, Please reach out to a REORG representative. Top road stories this week included: Investors push back against adjustment-free library to SOFR transition as market participants look to subdued primary market for CSA clues with four trillion of loans poised to change base rate by June 30th, 2023. Epic defense information sharing agreement with Exclaim trading platform in New York bankruptcy court probe. Other claims agents move to terminate agreements, return payments. Citrix LBO notes include aggressive, possibly unprecedented buildup basket. Norton LifeLock's credit agreement expands unused carry-forward flexibility, open-door lending tree initiation, Hersher Hospitality, Ultra Clean, Stone War, Civil Ammo updates, CNX Resources, Citrix Primary Review. And now here's Kathy Ta from Los Angeles with The Week Ahead.
1: Hello, this is Kathy Ta, and here's the week ahead. On Tuesday, September 27th, a multi-week trial will begin in the antitrust action against American Airlines and JetBlue. The suit was filed by the Department of Justice, six states, and the District of Columbia, who say that Airlines' Northeast Alliance is an anti-competitive pact that curbed competition on domestic flights in Boston and New York City. There are several matters slated for Wednesday, September 28th. First up, CareStream Health will have a combined confirmation and disclosure statement hearing on the company's prepackaged plan of reorganization. The debtors entered bankruptcy on August 23rd, about one month ago. The Talon Energy Supply debtors will also move forward with seeking final approval of their Cumulus Settlement Agreement. The motion, if approved, would authorize the debtors to invest a total of approximately $77 million in Cumulus Data Holdings. The UCC has filed a limited objection, calling into question whether the deal to invest in the data center and cryptocurrency project is a sound exercise of the debtors' business judgment. In Puerto Rico, Judge Laura Taylor Swain is slated to hear also on Wednesday, September 28th, the Permesa Oversight Board's motion to establish a litigation schedule with respect to prepa-gating issues. Also on Wednesday, September 28th, the Senate World Group debtors will be in court to oppose Cineplex's request for relief from the automatic stay. Cineplex holds a $955 million judgment, the largest unsecured claim in the case, and seeks relief to complete appellate proceedings to establish a final liquidated amount of its claim. The endo-debtors will also be in court on Wednesday for their second-day hearing. Although the debtors and the UCC have negotiated modifications to various first-day orders, the UCC still has unresolved issues with respect to the debtors' cash management, critical vendors, customer programs, and employee wages motions. On Thursday, September 29th, the TPC debtors' will ask for approval of their backstop agreements for the equity and debt rights offerings contemplated under their plan. The plan provides for a $300 million equity rights offering and a $150 million offering for paid-in-kind holding company notes. The rights offerings would be backstopped by certain of the RSA-supporting note holders. The Voyager digital debtors will also be in court that day to ask for authority to unwind approximately $208 million in cryptocurrency loans to Alameda Research specifically if the motion is granted the debtors would return alameda's collateral also in the form of crypto and would receive back from alameda the loaned coins as for earnings they will be reported on thursday september 29th by Rite aid and Bed bath and beyond that's it for me on this friday september 23rd now back to you in new york
0: thank you again for listening to his rear weekly review You can find all our podcasts on the Rear.com webinars and podcast page, as well as Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Amazon. Hope your families are healthy and safe. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next Friday.